In episode three of Tech It Up Talk, listen to elementary school leaders as they discuss their challenges and lessons learned in transitioning their campus to virtual learning as they prepare for new beginnings for the start of a new school year. The Tech It Up Talk podcast aspires to educate, inform, and inspire educators from teachers to school leaders on tips, tools, and resources to support the integration of technology into classroom instruction. You're listening to Tech It Up Talk with Dr. Mack, your host with the most passion for supporting educators from teachers to school leaders with the integration of technology into instruction. Co-hosting with me today is a fellow educational technology leader and colleague, Mr. John Amundsen. How are you doing there, John? Hey, Dr. Mack. Thanks for having me again. I'm looking forward to hearing from some amazing educational leaders today. Right. So in today's show, I have three elementary school leaders who are going to empower us with their knowledge and their experience as school leaders in education. I have Amanda Wingard, principal of Neff Elementary, and Myra Bell, principal of Peck Elementary, and Lola Parahan, principal of Helms, a Spanish immersion dual language school. Thanks for joining us today. Could you each introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your background? Hey everybody, my name is Amanda Wingard and I am the principal at Neff Elementary. I'm a proud graduate of Sharpstown High School and Texas A&M University. Um, I've been at Neff my entire career, so I started there as a third grade teacher. Um, and moved from teacher to instructional specialist to assistant principal. And now I am about to start my seventh year as principal at NEF. So I'm excited to be here and also hear from my fellow principals and their experience with all of this. All right. All right. And Myra? Hi, I'm, I'm Myra Bell. I am the current principal of Tech Elementary. Um, I'm a product of HISD. So I'm a graduate um, of Jack Case, as I said. I've been in HISD for roughly 22 years. And like my other colleague, I've been the instructional coordinator, the Title I coordinator, assistant principal, and I have a little experience in secondary as well as, um, first, I'm sorry, as well as um, early childhood. Okay. And Lola. Hi. Hi, I'm Lola Perejona. I'm the principal at Helms Elementary and Immersion Spanish uh, dual language program. I've been in education for 23 years, 20 of them in HISD. I'm originally from Spain, so I didn't graduate from HISD, but uh, I've been in education my whole life. My dad is a university professor, so I'm a firm believer on bilingual and bicultural students, and that's what um, I do at home for the last seven years, and I've been the principal for the last four. And I've been a kindergarten teacher, first grade teacher, fourth grade teacher, and I worked for one year in the curriculum department. But I missed the school too much, so I went back. <laughs> All right. Well, the goal of today's show is to really discuss your experiences as school leaders uh, with emphasis in elementary education, because I feel like you guys uh, have faced other challenges that you may not see in other areas of education, like secondary, or middle, and high school, and even, of course, post-secondary. Um, and so we know that COVID-19 has had a major impact in education, which has caused us to shift uh, completely drastically in many cases um, to how we're doing things, running our buildings, our structures, our systems, and how our teachers are having to adapt and teach and still support our students. So 
Um, I guess I kind of want to start off with you guys kind of sharing some of your obstacles or challenges that you had to face previously in the spring with having to transition to virtual learning. I think the spring is where it all started. We went out for spring break. Um, by that Wednesday, we found out that we were going to have a whole school online. And we need to have it done by Monday. So and that's how it all started. <laughs> so was that Wednesday, and I just remember thinking, okay, Monday, school is going to be online. Okay, let me get this. You know, you start thinking schedules. How many people logged in? Who's going to log in? How do they know to log in? So it was a real strange spring break. Right, I imagine. Yeah, and we, kind of our biggest obstacle at NEF is we did not have one standard platform that all of our teachers use to communicate with parents. I didn't use one. Um, some of our teachers were using Remind, Class Dojo. They were just, they gave them their own personal phone numbers, Class Dad, Blooms. We were just all over the place and what we were using to communicate um, with parents and what platform we were using. So that was our biggest challenge, um, kind of coordinating everything as we went into this super fast. Yeah. Yeah. For us, I think it was a platform. We had a platform to communicate with our parents. So that was easy, but the teachers were, we were not really using a technology platform at the school because at the elementary level, we don't Mm -hmm. have the same amount of technology that they may have at the middle high school. So some of my teachers were using the hub just for the digital resources and things like that. So it was kind of hard to, now you have to do everything from a screen. Yeah. Right. Yes, I can imagine. Uh, Do do you feel uh, that there were, uh, you kind of mentioned one, that there was like a significant difference between elementary and secondary with the access to technology. I mean, I I guess outside of that, were there any other differences you felt that uh, I guess made it more challenging for at the elementary level? Well, I think for our elementary kids, I have pre-K students and kindergarten students. So for them, having to log in and having to know their whole date of birth, all the information they need to log in, it was a little. So it put also a burden on some of the parents to try to help them. So it was also hard for some parents because they they needed to help their kids to log in, which our older elementary kids were more comfortable doing. But our little pre-Kers, they just, it's not their First thing, now they have some props. They know how to mute themselves and mute everybody and things like that. But. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of course, with NHISD, our, one of our biggest hurdles was that every high schooler has a laptop and has the technology. And of course, many of our students didn't. And they were making do with cell phones, with their plans. I mean, they were being so creative and how we work, even if they couldn't get online, but it was, uh, it was a big challenge. And of course they need a lot more support from parents. Right. And that's true. The biggest thing in elementary is it's not just the students anymore. Now we're depending on the family to help us, you know, gauge. That's one of the, I think probably everyone's biggest, um, right now you know we all work so I'm yeah. sure they're all working and you know we want them to sit down with their kids because that's our job to you know to teach the kids or what have you but definitely working with the parents is going to be one of the biggest hurdles um I'm sure like everyone else I do not like punishing kids 
because of parents or what have you. You know, I always stay away from that. You know, even we at the end of the year, we're going to promote this kid. Well, his mom didn't do this. His mom didn't do that. It becomes more difficult now because we have to really look at each kid. Okay, this kid has the potential, but maybe mom isn't logging in. We know this kid. I talked to this kid on the phone. I know he knows this. So really having to really dig in and move all the hurdles to get to the kids and see what they're learning. Yeah. Right. What were some, I guess, aha moments that so we're as we're entering into a new school year that from those experiences that you guys are planning to do differently this upcoming school year to kind of combat some of those uh, those hurdles that you have to face in the spring? Well, we started, um, of course, moving to one communication platform that we're using. <laughs> And that has been just the biggest blessing for us and just an unexpected aha moment in that, you know, I am um, a principal of a very high ELL populated um, school and I don't speak Spanish. And um, so, you know, I have translators and people who help with that. But with this communication platform, I'm able to communicate with my parents um, because I'm able to translate what I'm trying to say. So they are sending me a lot more messages directly and I'm able to have more personal interactions with them. So that has been a blessing for me um, with my families. Right. Lola, Myra, did you guys, are you guys doing anything different this upcoming year uh, that you may have learned from an experience in the previous spring? Well, definitely everything is completely new. The way we're going to engage the students, you know, we're going to start our PD next week. And like the teachers are nervous about presenting to the kids and keeping them engaged. We're all nervous also. Mm-hmm. Are our teachers going to be engaged? Are they going to, how are they going to sit through eight hours of this and seven hours of this. Is this too much? Do I need to give them a break here? So yeah. those are um, some of the things that new this year. You know, um, one thing that is very new that when, let me just say this, when we first started, we were talking about getting on the same, you know, platform. That was the biggest thing. So once we all got there, I still was thinking, well, how are we going to get in contact with the kids? I was very surprised at the relationships that my teachers had already developed with the parents. I, you know, cause I'm thinking from here, oh my gosh, we had to find 500 kids, but it wasn't such, it was one teacher looking for 20 kids and she was able to actually reach out to them. And so it was an aha moment seeing that, okay, my teachers do connect with the kids. They do know the parents. They know if she's not there to call grandmother, you know, so that was an aha moment for me. I did not realize how blessed we were that the teachers had relationships previous to this. Wow, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, we have a, a school-wide platform, but I'm, I created this year, we created like a landing page on our website where we're going to have everything for our parents, so if they need to go to our platform communication, they will click there. If they need to go to the hub, they will click there. So mm-hmm. it will be easier. They will have all the letters that I sent home. So instead of having to find everything, we have added that. And I'm also starting to use my school page on the hub that before I knew it was there, but <laughs> it was not really useful. I'm I'm putting a lot of more things in there. I'm going to try to get my kids really 
using that as the point to go every morning to figure it out, see their announcements that I'll be, I was doing in the spring. I was was doing announcements on Facebook and Twitter every day Mm. for the kiddos. So uh, now I will post them on the hub too and and all those things. No, that sounds amazing. You guys have really picked up a lot of uh, tech skills and adopted a lot of the things that uh, the district's made available for you. If you were going to speak to other educational leaders, knowing what you went through in the spring and how you're planning for the fall. If you could talk to them specifically about how they could use, utilize technology and different platforms, what kind of advice would you give a brand new principal who maybe wasn't familiar with any of these things? YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, because you don't, I remember an aha moment. I The first staff meeting I had and I was like, is the camera on? Can you see me? Hello? Weedy, can you hear me? I was just like really like freaking out. And who's here? And, you know, and I heard a teacher say, they expect us to do that. And look at them. They don't even know what they're doing. And at that moment, I was like, oh, nobody. I'm going to go learn it. Oh, no. So it wasn't, you know, even I had some older teachers that were like really scared about it. And I'm thinking, it's just a click. I, I mean, if you click the wrong thing, the worst thing is the computer might cut off and you'll find this again later. So just getting everyone like really comfortable with that, um, that, hey, we're this is new. Another thing that was really helpful it, to me, in my opinion, this is whether you're online or face to face. With my administrators, I always, I always tell them we're teachers of teachers. So we have to model when we present. Yes. We have to present that same way. If we're trying to engage the kids, check for understanding, doing this, it's the same thing with our teachers. You know, we have to, when we present to them or teach for them, we have to stop, make sure they understand, you know, make sure that they're comfortable, make sure that they're going with the technology. So that's one thing I would definitely say to anyone, remember that your staff, that's your immediate class. That's your responsibility to make sure that they are good. If they're good, then they're going to get their 20 together, that 20 together, and then you're much more effective. But uh, modeling the things that you expect, you know, you know, you have to model it. Never giving them something, hey, I want this this done on this spreadsheet and this is done on this spreadsheet. You don't want to set our teachers up for failure or to be scared. So one thing we're doing with this PD is we're showing everyone everything. We're not going to assume anyone knows anything. You know, you have a Google account. Some people didn't even know we had a Google account. You know, it's just the little things. You know, I was up one night. I was like, oh, my God, look at all these apps. I was all over the place. So just giving them time to process it and more than that, modeling and letting them know this is a team effort. We're all in this. The parents, the students, this is all of us learning. Right, right. I agree with Myra. I agree with Myra 100 that you can't assume they that they know the things you do or that they know things are accessible. So I know on the first day, you know, we are going to do a virtual field trip where it's let's just go see where how you get to Microsoft Office 365. Yeah, I like that idea. Um, one note and things like that. Um, so that's going to be starting from the very beginning. Something else that we have found out of all this, and Lola kind of um, mentioned this with her parents, but we're also doing this with our 
directors and our staff is to just streamline and keep everything in one place. So we utilize OneNote, first time to use it, really school-wide this year. So our instructional continuity plan is there. All of our links are there. That's where our safety plan will be kept. I mean, it's all going to be kept in one and one note in the same place. So they're not looking in all these files and folders and helped us kind of keep everything in one place. Right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You and, and modeling, like Myra was saying, modeling yeah. for the teachers. Like I did it on the screen. I would learn how to use a screen a screen classify and I I would show them, okay, let's I'm gonna have a PD for I mean just you're going to come find it voluntary time and they will come and I will show, share my screen and show them how to do it. And a lot of them, oh, okay, she's doing it. So I can do it. So yeah. I like technology, but I like to, to share with my teachers and also uh, tell them that we're all learning. It's okay to make mistakes. Right. So we're okay. all in the same boat. We just have to learn all these tools that yeah, maybe we were using before, but not at the level we're using them now. So yeah. it's kind of making sure we, what we expect for them to do with the kids, we model it with them too. Yes, I, that, I like that. I think that's very important for a lot of leaders. Because sometimes, I know pre-COVID, some of the schools I've supported, we assume that teachers are using things. And, you know, we, we may not always have time to ensure that they're using it effectively. So when you're modeling and you kind of know, have a better expectation of what it should look like when they're using it. If anyone is getting out of this today, I think for any school leader, that's something that they should take back with them and to model and be okay with that. This is a learning process for us all and not to expect it to be done correctly or the, the best way the first time. So we're still adjusting and adapting to some of the tools and features that are new for a lot of people. So I, I like that a lot. Yeah. Well, I want to piggyback off something that Lola said that I've heard some of the principals that have dealt with uh, power up and HISD and they, they're used to dealing with technology and new tools is the most successful one. Never expect everyone to be an expert. They just expect their staff to grow. And as long as they continue to grow and everyone gets a little better and they're learning, they have a much more positive impact when it comes to student success. That's true. So it is time for our next segment of the show. And I like to call this segment, Get Your Tech Together. So in this segment, I would like you all to share some tools or even must-have tools you feel that school leaders and even teachers should probably have in their virtual toolbox for this upcoming school year. I think the biggest thing, just like she's saying, keeping everything in one location. You know, she's keeping it in a notebook. I we kept ours in teams and all of our folders. Before that, um, we do keep a lot of things in the hub. Thank goodness I had an administrator who was big in technology. So that was a great thing. Our lesson plans were already in the hub, our attendance was already everything, you know. So keeping everything together, I just cannot I cannot say that enough. That is going to be key. Where is it? Where is that? Oh my gosh, let's change this folder. A lot of things too, I think that um, like the cloud, I was amazed. I went from the cloud to this, to Google Docs. And so that was a big eye open. I'm like, you can work on this too. And I can work on it with the SIP. So I'm like, you can do a part of SIP and then I don't have to cut and paste it together. Are you serious? And then, you know, learning that and again, going home and saying, you know, you don't need a flash drive anymore. I'm like, what I was working on, it's, it's <laughs> weird. How did that get here? You know, 
we were all amazed and we were laughing the other day because we were like, uh, my school counselor was saying, you know, I clicked on something and found pictures from four years ago. And I was like, where? She's like, I think it was on the HIV website. I don't know how everything is together. <laughs> so just like getting everything together and um, showing them step by step. One thing I do want to um, really share, I have this year on my admin team, I took one of the um, kindergarten teachers and she became an instructional specialist. Well, one thing with her, she drew everything out. My son was also in her class. So he would look at the picture and he would press the button, you know, and then he would match the little words up and he would, you know, do his birthday. Then he said, I'm looking, I'm looking for this. And so with that, I guess the biggest thing is not just the technology, but just making sure that our kids are independent as possible with this. That, yes, I understand that the parents, these are their kids, but more than anything, we're still the educators. We're still in charge of teaching them, no matter what. And that is our job. That's, you know, that is our mission. So making it easier on the parents and making those kids more independent and having them um, thirst education, having them feel like, okay, you know, I have to get on at nine o'clock with my this on today where we're all wearing blue tomorrow. Having that type of thing is, I think, even more important than any type of technology. Making sure that the kids are dependent as much as possible and we're not putting this as a burden on the parents. We're still taking our, we're the educators, yes, we are, and we take that charge. Yeah, I think that that comes with some of the design and setup of what, like, if you guys are using the learning management system and how the teachers are using it and how they're structuring their lesson design, being there to make it easier for them. And so they have to be mindful of their lesson design setup now and, like, using non-linguistic representations to help give direction yeah. on where they're going. And so it's like uh, using technology to be more purposeful to uh, support exactly what you're saying. And it could be just giving, um, being more explicit with a call to action or maybe an arrow that's just pointing here. (laughs) They click here. You know, we have to, uh, when we're designing our lessons, we have to be considerate of those explicit instructions um, for kids because you're not there. They can't hear you as they would do in the classroom. And so make it visible. And so I heard Lola mention about screencasting, you know, I think that's another way that some teachers can multiply themselves into the classroom to be more visible as if they were with their students and leveraging some of those tools to support themselves, to give those instructions, to kind of uh, help support them being more independent. So thank you. That that was great. Thank you guys for sharing. <laughs> Dr. Mack, don't steal, don't steal Lola's thunder. Oh. She has more. Oh. Lola. Oh, well, I, I think something that we uh, as school leaders we need to do is we need to make sure we we help our kids to be engaged. To yeah. I'm a dual language campus, so half of my babies don't speak either language that we teach them. So yeah. when they're, my English speakers are sitting in a Spanish classroom, so we have to use, like Mara said, a lot of visuals, use the, the whiteboard. We have that whiteboard that the kids can write on it. You can do pictures, use visuals, like... My kindergarten teachers in the spring, they did all these pictures. Mute yourself. Dude. And, and it was really helpful. I would see them pop, pop them out in the classroom and the kids would go up and figure out what they were doing. So make sure that we are 
taking into account those second language learners because maybe their parents cannot even help them because they don't mm. know the language. Right. Not only English. My English-speaking parents don't know Spanish. So for them, it's a, it was a big transition for a lot of the parents mm. because they were like, well, I don't understand the teacher. How is, is my child doing? You, don't worry. You just make sure you, you that they're logging, that all... We're going to teach them. We're going to teach them the content, the language. Just make sure they just log in and, and do you support them. You could read them a book in whatever language you speak at home, engage in yeah. conversations with them, but you don't have to stress about teaching them. That's what we're here for. And I think exactly. that's what we need to make sure that even we're a part, that we everybody understand that we're still the teachers and we're going to make sure we're teaching these kids. Uh, I, hear, I hear a trend happening here. Amanda? <laughs> Well, <laughs> I totally agree with what uh, Myra and Lola have said. And I, my best advice and thing that I've really stressed to my teachers is to get really good at one thing. Don't try to learn five or 10 platforms all at one time, really focus on something that you're, you know, worried about or something that you want to do better at and get to know that. So for instance, what you know, I think a lot of teachers out there are worried about heading into this school year that we didn't have to address or didn't have to do in the spring is assessments and grading. Mm. So what can we do to assess and grade students that are is unlike anything we've done? So doing some online assessments through OnTrack, which my school has not really done. Um, we are also going to get to know Pear Deck and Nearpod pretty well so they can do short, really quick check for understanding. And so just like we talked about with the modeling, I'm doing my beginning of the school presentation in Nearpod and I have no idea. This is my first time to do it. I'm YouTubing. I'm going to the training, teaching myself. And that's yeah. the, the beauty of what we're doing is there's so many resources out there mm -hmm. to learn and you don't have to wait for Miss Wingard, the principal. You can... <laughs> yourself <laughs> like I am, right? Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's just my little input on that. Yeah, oh, so yeah, I, agree, I totally agree with that. We uh, we always talk when we're training teachers at the beginning of the year that they're, they're the superheroes of the district, and we tell them to re-evaluate uh, their utility belts and yeah. only have a few tools. You don't yeah. need a bunch. Just pick three, four, or five that work for you. And then at the end of the semester, at the end of the year, reevaluate. If it's still working for you, keep it and use it. If yeah. something's not giving you the results, then go find one or two others to supplement for that. So I like that idea. Yeah. Oh, thank you, guys. All right. So we're going to move to the last segment of the show, which is the Tech Smackdown. Uh, in the Tech Smackdown, <laughs> it was just uh, the, the last part of the show where we end with giving our best uh, tips and best practices for listeners to take away. Um, so I asked for three, or we can do two or three, as I know it's uh, three of you guys here um, on your three tips, or if you want to do two, that's fine. Um, but your top tips in going into this new virtual school year for other leaders and educators. So who wants to go first? Now, John, John got to do one episode. We did paper, rock, scissors. <laughs> and so... He had to go first on uh, on the episodes that he joined me in. So we can do the same here. Or we can just say, hey, I want to go first. I'll go, I'll go first. And okay. it's hard. It's not hard. But a lot of the things we've talked about, uh, I have just written down, be as organized as possible. Keep everything in one place. 
get really, like we just talked about, get really good at one or two platforms of new ones to you um, before you start trying to learn new things. And then again, be a self-learner. You don't need to wait for other people and for um, a specific direction. If you want to learn something, it's there for you. Um, There's so many resources out there. And you know, it's funny, this kind of put us um, really close in the seat of the actual student. Um, sitting here, we didn't know how to do this, we're struggling, but we're getting there, but we're making growth. And that is so important. We, you know, during the school year, we're so busy on who's going to pass, who's going to pass, but this is, this is all over the place. But to actually feel the growth inside, I'm excited about. You know, passing that over to my teachers. I had teachers that were not able to check for their check stuff. You know how important that is. But, you know, <laughs> and now, you know, they're like, did you see my emoji? Did you see just them going back and remembering that feeling of growth? That's what we want to pass to the kids. We get better. Wow, look, I made a folder. They did this. That's that same feeling that we want to pass on to our, our kids. Um, that would be and then the second thing would be um, being able to express when things aren't going okay. You know, um, it's I've never, this group, um, you, as you know, we all have SSOs, but the group that I'm in, I've always been a talker, what having friendly or whatever, but to go in and say, hey, have you did your calendar? I'm going to share my calendar with you. I think this has definitely made us more, don't invent the wheel. Hey, I have this. You can use this if this works. So I do think everyone is becoming more, you know, collaborative as far as sharing. And that's a, a big thing. You know, principals, we're teachers. So we're very competitive. I have to have the best. Look at my website. I'm going to do this. <laughs> this new learning wore us down. We were like, hey, help me. What do you do for this? What do you do for that? So. Those are some things, you know, um, that I, I took away. That feeling of learning, I want to pass that to the babies. I want them to feel like, you know, they are learning. Even, you know, we may not be getting the fluence that we want or, the, you know, this or that. But it is important. It made us stop. Technology is important. How many times do we pull our kids out of technology or tutoring? I'm going to pull you out for math. You're struggling this. No technology for you today. Or when we do put on technology, you know what it is. It is a mind brain or, you know, something like that. It's something that's still, you know, pressing, pressing, pressing. But it didn't make us stop and say, you know what? It, the kids really do need to know the fundamentals of technology. So that was the eye opener when we go back. I'm sure that's the first thing we're going to do is be here. Okay, let me make sure you belong here by yourself. You know, I come here, make sure you know how to do this. So it's the eye opens all of us just how important technology really is. All right. That's right. Lola. Yeah, I would say um, that don't forget to be positive and real. Like, this is hard. It's, we're all learning. So there's some days that probably they're going to be like, you know what? Let me get away. Just ask for help on that day. 
that's what we're here for peace. So don't don't leave don't let that positivity get away from you because your students will feel it they will yeah. feel like oh she doesn't want to be here she's she struggle or she's frustrated and if you have to tell them you know what i need to log off and i'll be back in a second just do it sometimes the technology is not working just shut everything off and come back and mm-hmm. meet and so don't don't forget that and, and keep building those relationships with students because we we're far and it's usually a little farther. They it's easier when you see them on the hallways everywhere every day. So build that relationship. Send them a little chat message. I had a few that were chatting with me over the summer. I was like, okay, well that's just nice. It's like, oh okay, they're gonna chat with the principal. That's, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, yeah. and, and also, don't forget, like, the same way when we're in brick and mortar school, we're always with those procedures, procedures, procedures. Your kids need to know the procedures, like a fire drill. Well, now they need to know a different type of procedure. So make sure yeah. the teachers are teaching those procedures, how to open the Microsoft forms to help answer the questions on the quiz of how to do these little answers on Nearpod, like Amanda was, was mentioning. So make sure that before we ask the students to do something, an assessment, we have modeled it for them so they know mm-hmm. exactly how to do it. So don't forget those procedures that are a little different, but we still have to make sure we do them. All right. I, I like the last thing you said because I think... Um, Sometimes we design things and we don't go through it as a student and from the student perspective. And so I think before you implement it with the student, you should probably go to see what it feels like as a student to make sure that that you can easily follow it. So that goes to what Myra was saying about independent, being independent. Um, like, let me go through this as if I were a student. Will they be able to go back and do this versus just saying, let me get the, the plan done and check off a box and say, hey, it's there. The information is there. You should get it. Make sure you read the instructions. Um, right. <laughs> yes, my, yeah, husband, no, I, my, my husband has done our my presentation on Monday. Yeah, we, we set up a practice class on Teams last spring, so the teachers were putting lessons there, and everybody was going. And now this is opening. It's the way you have to try it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I want awesome. to thank you guys. Hey, wait, so, wait, wait, wait. Oh wait! Oh, <laughs> wait! I want to. <clears throat> I want to play. <laughs> All right, John, let's hear it. Hey, based on what everybody says, I want to share a few nuggets that uh, I think might be valuable for some of you guys. So I'm going to start with Lola. Uh, she was talking about her ELL students and communicating with parents and language things. Uh, the platforms that you guys are going to be utilizing, since I know where all you guys work, uh, Immersive Reader allows yep. for these translations and for people that are having struggles reading. Uh, they can put it in their language. You can read it to them. It's a very powerful tool, but it's embedded in the hub. It's embedded in Teams. So that is definitely something you guys should leverage if you need that. Another thing I want to tell you guys is that technology, we, we, we've we talked about it for a while in my trainings for quite a few years, should satisfy one of the three E's. So these E's are engaging. So they should help make lessons a little more engaging. They should uh, get some level of efficiency. Uh, to help you out with timing and stuff. And, oh, enhancing the lesson. So doing things that you just couldn't do in a traditional classroom. And the last thing that I want to share is that 
since you guys have come here today, uh, and you guys sound like you're on the right track, getting the teachers to model things, getting them to practice, allowing them to make mistakes is having them reflect on that same note at the end of each week. Just, just think about the things you've tried and any little tweaks you can do to make it better. Nobody's expecting it to be perfect right off the bat the first week. But as we do this week by week and get into the school year, we can really establish a good routine that is effective in helping our students be successful. That's it for me. Well, thank you, morning. I really appreciate that. Yeah, so um, it's been a pleasure to have you all on. Maybe we can um, bring you back on for a different topic and continue to share your knowledge and things that are uh, maybe or even an update on how things are going <laughs> this school year. Yeah, and, we'd love to hear from you guys. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so we may feel different in a few weeks. We're going to make it Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I want to thank you for your time. And it's been a pleasure. I hope we were able to help someone that's going to listen to this podcast, um, be a better educator and continue to support students in their development and success in learning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Tech It Up Talk podcast with Dr. Mack, your host with the most passion for supporting educators on using and implementing technology. Be sure to catch our weekly episodes every Friday and connect with me on the Tech It Up Talk Facebook page and Twitter and Instagram at Tech It Up Talk or at Dr. J.E. McDonald. Now, I know teching may not always be easy, but it sure is fun.